installment of everything nhl uh the hockey segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'm your host nathan and we're here with our hockey expert james kumar hey what's up man so so this week uh we're gonna go over thursday and friday's games and then we'll talk about some pickups and then we'll talk about some trades there are a lot of trades this week and then I guess we'll just talk about some general news and then preview Saturday's games. All right. Sounds good. Let's hop into it. Sounds good. All right. So uh, I guess we'll start with Thursday's game, starting with uh, the New York Islanders versus the Boston Bruins. Uh, very dominant game by Boston. Um, we had Brad Marchand in the first, Craig Smith in the first, uh, in the second period. Zajac for the Islanders and in the third period Taylor Hall and Marchand again um the Islanders only had one goal this game so what do you think of Boston's performance yeah I mean getting uh, Taylor Hall and the trade deadline was a big boost for them he scored his first goal in a Boston uniform so that's uh, pretty good for them and I mean Craig Smith scored as well I mean we've been telling people to pick him up even last week on the podcast so if you picked him up I guess you reap the benefits. And then, of course, Brad Marchand doing what he normally does, getting two goals in this game. And, I mean, it looks like Boston's really turning it around. Yeah, for sure. Um, Where do you see Boston, I guess, going forward? It's going to be tough for them to get out of the fourth spot, but they do seem to be pretty secure now in that fourth spot. Uh, They are quite a ways ahead of the Rangers. I believe they're six points ahead of the Rangers, and they still have a game extra ahead of the Rangers to play. So having more games in hand and being ahead in points, it's going to be tough for the Rangers to catch them for fourth. Yeah, for sure. But I guess this next game is kind of, I guess, a good start for the Rangers to try to catch up with, I guess, getting a shout out against the New Jersey Devils. Um, In the first period, we had Jacob Truba, Ryan Lindgren, and Artemi Panarin. And Artemi Panarin again in the second period with no goals in the third. Um, What do you think of New York's performance? I mean, back-to-back shutouts for Igor Shesterkin against New Jersey Devils. That's, I mean, as good as it gets, the Rangers are playing solid hockey. I mean, if both the Rangers and Boston keep up their good play, I mean, the Rangers don't have a chance of making the playoffs just because Boston's pretty far ahead of them. Yeah, I guess at this point, the Rangers are basically relying on Boston to play bad. I mean, yeah, or when they end up having to face Boston, I don't know how many games they have left against Boston. Those are the games they have to win. Yeah, for sure. And I guess speaking of a must-win game, uh, the Capitals couldn't get a win against the Buffalo Sabres, which is a pretty surprising upset. Congratulations to Buffalo. Um, Sam Reinhart in the first for Buffalo and Dmitry Orlov in the first for Washington. And in the second period, we had Victor Olofsson and Casey Middlestat and, and Anders Bjork for Boston. I mean, for Buffalo. And uh, Anthony Mantha for Washington and Tage Thompson for Buffalo in the third. So what do you think of uh, Buffalo's performance? Well, I know you said Anders Burke from Boston. I mean, he came back from Boston in that Taylor Hall trade. So I could see why you might get confused about that. But yeah, it looks like Anders Bjork was a good pickup for the Buffalo Sabres. I know we'll talk about that trade later when we go over the deadline. 
um, yeah, Buffalo seems to be playing better. I believe they've won, uh, what was it, five out of their last 10 or something? Like, it's been pretty decent. Yeah, they have won five out of their last 10. I was right. Yeah, they have been playing a whole lot better as of late. And, yeah, they – I mean, there's not much left for them in the season, but it's good to see that their team sort of coming together and getting some wins, especially against a top team like Washington. Yeah, I think this is probably, I guess, the maybe not the best case scenario, but it's a pretty good case scenario. I guess it looks like the pressure is kind of off of them because they know that um, they're pretty much just in a rebuilding phase, so they're just trying to see how they can improve. Yeah, it's pretty much as good as it gets this year for Buffalo, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on to the next game, we have the Nashville Predators versus the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, dominant performance by Carolina. Um, Warren uh, Figeli. Fogel. Fogel in the first period for Carolina. Um, Andre Svechnikov and Vincent Trocek for Carolina in the second. And in the third, Sebastian Aho for Carolina with Eric Holla for Nashville. And that was their only goal for Nashville in this game. So what do you think of Carolina? I mean, uh, it's good Carolina's still playing uh, solid hockey. Uh, I mean, they've just been playing solid all year. Um, they're first in the Central Division. There's not much else I can say about that. I mean, Nashville's been hot too. They've won seven out of their last 10. So two hot teams going against each other. Uh, this game could have gone either way, but it clearly went Carolina's way. And I guess, what do you think about these two teams going forward? As it sits, um, Carolina's in first, Nashville's in fourth. It's the potential. It's a potential first-round playoff matchup uh, in the Central. So, I mean, it, it would be a tough series uh, between these two teams. Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on, we have uh, another potential playoff team with another victory. The Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Florida Panthers by one goal. Um, they took it in overtime to clutch it. Um, Patrick Hornquist in the first for Florida and Killorn in the second for Tampa Bay. In the third period, um, we had Anthony DeClaire for Florida and Ross Colton for Tampa Bay. And uh, Victor Hedman was able to clutch the game out for Tampa Bay to get the win in overtime. And uh, what do you think of Tampa Bay? Yeah, I mean another potential playoff matchup, the second seed Tampa Bay in the central and the third seed Florida. I mean, the battle of Florida would be huge. It's never happened in the playoffs before. And I mean, these teams are so closely matched as we saw in this game, it took overtime to settle the game between these two teams. And I mean, I guess it shows that uh, Tampa Bay, um, even though they're shorthanded missing guys like Stamkos and, and uh, Kucherov and others, um, they're still one of the premier teams in the league. And, I mean, Florida as well, um, they're just really turning it around this year and they're playing really well. So if these two teams may meet in the playoffs, I think it's going to be a pretty great series. Uh, do you think we will be able to see a battle of Florida this season? Oh, I'm hoping so. It'll definitely be some good matchups for sure. And I definitely want to see Tampa Bay at their full strength against Florida at theirs. I know Aaron Ekblad might not be able to come back in time for uh, Florida, but if he is able to come back, I mean, it's going to be a crazy series. It might even go seven games. So, yeah, I can't wait to see it. That sounds really exciting. Yeah, for once, Florida has become a, a very top-end team. Tampa Bay's pretty much been dominating them for the last, like, 20 years. But it's good to see a nice turnaround from this Florida team. Yeah, for sure. 
And speaking of turnaround, we have the Philadelphia Flyers beating the Penguins by uh, a shutout, basically. Um, Sidney Crosby in the second for Pittsburgh and uh, Jakob Voracek for Philadelphia. And um, I think, I guess, in the shutout, I guess Claude Giroux and Sean Couturier were able to get two goals. And with Jake Gunsell with uh, one goal for the shutout. So congratulations to Philadelphia. And uh, what do you think of them going forward? Yeah, I mean, I can't really fault Pittsburgh for this game because, I mean, when a game goes to a shootout, it's just pretty much um, back and forth. Uh, any team can win. It's, it's pretty much like penalty kicks in soccer. You can't really judge a, a team's play based on their you know, their team's ability to score goals and penalty kicks. It's the same with an NHL shootout. So I just pretty much consider this game as a tie. Of course, Philadelphia did get the two points, which really helps them in the standings. And I mean, Pittsburgh still took home a point, so they can't really be mad about that. Yeah, I guess this is probably the best possible loss, maybe, because, I mean, you still get a point, so you're not too far down in the standings. Yeah, I think most teams like to finish in overtime, though, because then it actually shows that you're able to beat the team. When it goes to a shootout, it's kind of like it'll leave a bad taste in your mouth if you don't win. Yeah, well, it's better than losing, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I guess speaking of bad taste, I guess we can move on to the uh, Winnipeg Jets versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, It was a dominant performance by Winnipeg. They were able to win 5-2. Um, Alex uh, Galchenyuk for Toronto and for Winnipeg we have uh, Nikolai uh, Ehler uh, Kyle Connor and Mark uh, Scheifel Um, and in the second period we had John Tavares for Toronto and in the third period we have Nikolai Ehler and Kyle Connor again so I guess what do you think of this game? I mean, no William Nylander for Toronto, no Austin Matthews for Toronto. Um, Toronto is pretty much shorthanded up front on the offense. So I wasn't surprised when Winnipeg won this game. They just played better overall. Of course, goalie Jack Campbell had a pretty rough night for the Leafs. And I can't really fault uh, David Riddick on the, the goals that he allowed. So um yeah i think it's just one of those one-off games for the leafs and i think they'll definitely bounce back next game and then as for the jets i mean they're now two points closer to toronto so it's good for them yeah so i guess what do you think of winnipeg going forward then uh they've really clearly set themselves apart as the second best team in the north division um they're now five points ahead of the oilers and three points behind toronto so uh, let's see what happens over the, the next couple of weeks. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, we can move on to Chicago versus Detroit. Um, Detroit also had a pretty dominant game. They were able to beat uh, Chicago by three goals. Um, in the first period, we had Duncan Keith. And in the second period, we had Troy Stetcher, Jakob Rana, and uh, basically, that was the second period. Troy Stetcher had two goals. And in the third period, we had uh, Michael Rasmussen and, um, for Detroit. And I guess Duncan Keith was the only goal scorer for Chicago this game. And I guess, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, it looks like it was a rough night for Chicago. Um, Detroit has definitely be, been a bit better at home than on the road this year. So they, I have seen them get some pretty good wins at home. Um, 
And then, yeah, Chicago, I think it has been pretty rough for them on the road this season. So um, it's just one of those games where, you know, um, Detroit, they get the upset. And I mean, Detroit now has a winning record at home this year. Who would have thought? Yeah. And I guess this is pretty much just spoiler time for Detroit. Oh, yeah. Easily. They they really spoiled Chicago's chance at getting a playoff spot because Nashville also lost the same night. So Chicago would have won and would have moved them closer into that fourth spot. Yeah. So I guess for Chicago, um, their playoff hopes are, I guess, getting farther and farther away. Yeah, they're four points behind Nashville. They do have one game in hand on Nashville, so there is still a chance, but they probably got to hope for Nashville to lose a couple down the stretch. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Dallas Stars. Um, Dallas is uh, really catching up in the standings, I think. They were able to get a win against the Blue Jackets by three goals. Um, Columbus had only one goal in the first period. And uh, Jack Roslevic was the goal scorer. And in the second for da- for Dallas, we have uh, Dennis Gurianov, uh, Miro Heiskinen. And in the third period, we have uh, Dennis Gurianov again, and we have Joe Pavelski. So um, what do you think of, I guess, Dallas playoff hopes? Um, they have a five-game point streak. They're really uh, trying their best to get in. I mean, they're five points behind Nashville with three games in hand, so they really do have a good chance. They have a better chance than Chicago, in my opinion. Um, yeah, they definitely need to improve their last 10. They've only won five out of their last 10, but yeah, if they can get hot at the right time, I think Dallas does have a chance to get in. And uh, what do you think of Columbus's chances? Uh, I think it's pretty much over for Columbus, if I'm being honest. They're 10 points behind, same amount of games as Nashville, so they're really going to have to hope for Nashville to lose a lot of games. And I really just don't see that happening as Columbus continues to, to take losses on the scoreboard. Uh, pretty unfortunate, but I guess there's always next season. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to Friday's game, starting with, uh, I guess, a good game for Montreal. They were able to beat the Calgary Flames by one goal. Uh, no goals in the first period, but in the second period, we had Tyler Toffoli for Montreal. And in the third period, Tyler Toffoli scored another goal, and Elias Lindholm scored a goal for Calgary. Uh, this was a much-needed win for Montreal, for sure. Yeah, they had been slipping a little bit. They lost the previous game to Calgary. Calgary is a team they're trying to keep below them in the standings. Um, so, yeah, I think Montreal, by getting this win, has really positioned themselves uh, better in terms of keeping their, their playoff spot. Yeah, for sure. And I guess, uh, assuming Montreal does make it to the playoffs, um, what do you think their, I guess, hopes would be for seeding? Um, they're probably going to play the top team in the North, which is most likely Toronto. So um, if both teams are healthy, it'll definitely be a good series. But if one team is short players, like I know Montreal hasn't had Carey Price uh, as of right now. Toronto has been without Austin Matthews, William Nylander, and Frederick Anderson. So, I mean, both teams are missing some players. So hopefully both teams can get healthy for, and it should be an excellent playoff series. Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. I guess division rivals just going at it right in the first round. Oh yeah, for sure. It'll be good. For sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the New York Islanders versus Boston. Um, this is another dominant performance by Boston looking like they're in playoff form with a shutout against the New York Islanders. 
Um, they had a goal every period. David Pasternak in the first, Taylor Hall in the second, Curtis Lazar in the third. Um, Islanders just couldn't get anything uh, going. So I guess, what do you think about Boston's performance? I mean, this trade for Taylor Hall's really worked out. He's had two goals in his first three games with Boston. Also, Curtis Lazar, who came in that trade, also scored tonight. And yeah, this trade that they did with Buffalo is looking really good for Boston. They've beaten the Islanders twice in a row. They're definitely moving up in the Eastern standings. And yeah, they're now only four points behind the Islanders who are in second in the East. So Boston is getting pretty close to these teams that are ahead of them. Yeah, I mean, Boston has always been like top three historically. So this is kind of where we could expect them to be, I think. Yeah, they're definitely proving a lot of the haters wrong that said that they wouldn't be a playoff team this year. I know I definitely didn't go that far, but I had I, I did see them taking a drop. I projected them around fourth or so where they are now, but they could even finish higher than that. Yeah, for sure. And I guess... um for New York, what do you think they can do going forward? Uh, I mean, it's not like they've played bad hockey over the season. I mean, they're still second in the East Division. They just need to uh, be a bit more consistent. They've only won five games out of their last 10. So they've been about a 500 team recently. So they, I think they just need to get a few more wins. And um, I guess we'll see from there. Yeah. I guess for me, it's like um, if you want to be able to go far in the playoffs, you need to be able to beat other playoff potential teams in the regular season as well. Yeah, exactly. And I guess uh, moving on to the San Jose Sharks versus the Minnesota Wild. Um, the Wild were able to take this game 3-2, uh, which is, I guess, a, re- a good re- relief for Minnesota fans. Uh, Thomas Hurdle was able to score a goal in the first period for San Jose. Nick Bonino was able to score a goal for Minnesota in the first. Um, Matt Zuccarello and Zach Paris were able to score in the second for Minnesota. And Evander Kane scored an unassisted goal for San Jose in the third. But unfortunately, they were not able to um, catch up to Minnesota. And uh, Minnesota came away with the win. So what do you think about their performance? Yeah, I mean, Minnesota has just been very solid all year. Um, whenever they start lo- uh, starting to lose a little bit, they just turn it around right away and just start winning again. Um, yeah, this should be a solid playoff team. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I can say about Minnesota. They've just been very solid this year, especially uh, their goalie, Cam Tablet. Yeah, I guess they have a pretty good, um, I guess, defense sort of with uh, Cam Talbot as the goaltender. He's been able to stop a lot of shots. And I guess, what do you think about their defense in general? Oh, yeah, very solid. Um, Jared Spurgeon, their captain, uh, Ryan Suter, Matt Dumba, and others on that blue line, uh, they've just been really solid. Um, yeah, like you said, more defensive rather than offensive when it comes to those defensemen. Um, but, yeah, they're just overall very good defensively. And, I mean, this year they proved that they can score goals, which really helps when you get to the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. I guess the only question left would be, if they face someone like Colorado again, uh, would they be able to stop an offense like that? Honestly, it's really hard projecting many teams in this league to be Colorado when they're fully healthy. Colorado is just one of those teams. It's just been on a crazy pace. 
lately. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just I'm not going to project a team to beat Colorado unless I actually see that uh, they have enough weapons to be able to do so. Yeah, fair enough. They've been on fire this whole season. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. And I guess speaking of Colorado, unfortunately, their game has been postponed with the Los Angeles Kings. And um, I guess the Vegas Golden Knights are still facing the Anaheim Ducks. Um, it's currently the end of the first period. So that concludes our recap for this week. So I guess uh, we can move on to some pickups. Uh, I guess we could start with uh, forwards. So what are some forwards that you think people should take a look at? Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's just take a look at some forwards. Uh, I have about two or three here. Um, I mentioned last week about Victor Arvidsson. I'm uh, mentioning him again. He's just been so solid. Um, I mean, uh, I know he only had uh, the hit in his last game against Carolina, but the game before that against Tampa Bay, two goals, one assist, plus four, three shots. And then I remember I mentioned him last week, he had the hat trick. So he has these big spurts of games where he covers a multiple of uh, multitude of categories, multiple categories. He's just really solid. He seems to be getting at least three shots on goal, sometimes up to six or seven shots on goal per game. So he's a shot machine. He stands at the front of the net, similar to a role that Zach Hyman plays with Toronto. Uh, he's just getting a lot of shots. He's just, he gets hits. Uh, his plus minus has been just been so solid. In his past five games, he's been a plus seven. So you need to jump on this guy. Uh, he's a must add. Uh, he plays both wing positions uh, for Nashville and he's just under 50% rostered. So uh, he might be gone in your league soon, so hop on him. Um, and then I have Nick Felino for Toronto. He just came over in the trade. We'll be talking about that in our trade deadline tracker. Um, uh, he's just clearing the COVID protocol. <clears throat> and then when he gets back, uh, they're projecting him to play on the second line for Toronto. So um, he's proven that he can get hits. Um, he has 109 hits on the season so far. So that if you need hits at the forward position, he's a must add 73 shots. Uh, he was a minus three, but that was because he was playing with Columbus in Toronto. That should definitely become a plus um, seven goals, nine assists, two power play points. I mean, he pretty much does everything. I uh, just go ahead and add Nick Felino. And then uh, one more forward I have um, is Jason Robertson. Um, I mentioned him last week. He's been the second best rookie scorer this year. He's only around 45% rostered. He's been added over 10% in the last week. So go and add this guy up. Um, he's just been playing so solid. I mean, his last two games, three points plus three, seven shots total and two hits. He's covering almost every category. The only thing I haven't seen him cover is power play points. I don't believe he plays on the power play with Dallas. Um, but yeah, pretty much I'd say in his last five games, He's been a total of plus eight. That's crazy. He's been a total of plus eight in his last five games. So if you need good plus minus, go ahead and add this guy. He's just been solid in almost every category. In his past five games, he's also had four goals. So he's just a, a goal-producing machine uh, in his rookie year. So go add Jason Robertson. And, yeah, that's my last forward pickup. For sure. Um, I've got some forwards that I think people should definitely take a look at. I guess I'll start with uh, Phil Kessel again for the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, for the season, he's had 16 goals, 18 assists with 87 shots. Uh, plus minus is a little low, minus 12, but 
Um, I think his other categories shouldn't be able to make up for that. I think in his last goal against his last game against Minnesota, he scored one goal and he shot four shots. Um, if you need someone who can shoot and they can give you a lot of assists, get you a lot of goals, you should definitely take a look at Phil Kessel. And I guess next I have uh, Craig Smith for the Boston Bruins. It's about 42% rostered right now. Um, Boston, they've been on fire recently. Uh, for the season, Craig Smith has 10 goals, 15 assists, 94 shots, and he's plus 11 right now. So um, you should definitely take a look at him. He gets hits, shots, power play points, plus minus assist and goals. Gets a lot of um, ice time, so you don't really have to worry about him. Uh, not getting enough minutes for the most part. So if you're in a shallow league, you should definitely take a look at Craig Smith. And uh, I guess my last forward is Jared McCann for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, for the season, he has 11 goals, 10 assists, 70 shots, and he's plus six. Um, very good. And he covers multiple categories as well. Hits, shots, power play points, goals, assists, and plus minus gets a lot of minutes so if you're in a shallow league you should definitely take jared mccann especially if you need a center or a left wing and i guess that's it for forwards so um who do you like for defense all right for my defense picks i have a couple guys hashtag radko gudas 50 hashtag gudas 50 uh this guy's still not 50 percent rostered he's only around 40 percent rostered in yahoo leagues uh, he's a must add I mean, over the season, 195 hits. In his last week, he had eight hits, including five in his last game. Go ahead and add this guy if you need hits. He's getting an average of one to two shots per game. He had a goal in one of his last two games. Um, over the season, he's just been so solid. Um, I mean, he's a plus five on the season. Uh, he's just, If you need hits and shots, just add this guy on defense. He's just so solid. Hashtag Gudas50. And then I have one more defenseman here. Um, uh, let me just double check here. Uh, my last defenseman here is Mike Riley uh, from the Boston Bruins. Um, he uh, just got acquired in a trade uh, with the Ottawa Senators, I believe. And yeah, he's just been so solid for Boston since he got there. Uh, he's only around 15% rostered in Yahoo leagues. He's been added to over 10% in the last week. So go ahead and jump on this guy. Um, in his first three games with Boston, two assists, um, plus one, um, at least three shots per game. And in those uh, three games, uh, he's had 11 shots, which is insane for a defenseman. And he's had a total of four hits in those three games. So go ahead and add this guy. He's covering pretty much every category right now. Um, yeah, so go ahead and add Mike Riley. And those are my two defenseman pickups. Yeah, for sure. I guess I got a couple of guys. Uh, first one is Jared Spurgeon for Minnesota. Um, he has five goals, 11 assists, 72 shots. He is minus six, but Minnesota is a good team. So his plus minus should go up. Um, for a defenseman, he gets a lot of hits. He gets at least one hit every, every game. Um, gets a decent amount of shots for a defenseman. Uh, he has 72 for the season, so that's good. He occasionally gets power play points. He gets a lot of assists. He gets some goals. So he can cover a wide variety of um, categories. 
he gets a lot of minutes for a defenseman, so you don't have to worry about him not getting enough ice time. So if you need a defenseman in the shallow league, you should definitely take a look at Jared Spurgeon. And I guess my second defenseman would be Alex Goligoski for Arizona. Um, he has one goal, 12 assists, 56 shots, and he's plus six for the season. So uh, it's very good, especially because he's on Arizona. Um, he gets a lot of hits. He gets a lot of shots. He occasionally gets power play points. Um, he gets a lot of assists. He doesn't get as much goals, but he is a defenseman. Um, he gets a lot of minutes as well. So if you're in a deep league or I guess you're in a shallow league and you need an, an extra defenseman, you should definitely take a look at him. And I guess uh, that's it for defensemen. So who do you have for goalies? Yeah, just looking at uh, my goalie pick, I just have one here. And uh, let me just pull it up here. Um, it is Jeremy Swayman from the Boston Bruins. Um, I know Tukarask has come back, but he is clearly the backup for them. Um, he got a shutout in his last game against the New York Islanders, the one that we just covered. Um, he's just been playing so solid. Um, in his first, um, what is it, five starts, he has four wins. Like, what goalie in his rookie year does that? I mean, the guy's only, like, less than 30% rostered in Yahoo leagues. He's pretty much a must add. If he's there, go and add him. If you need solid goaltending in the play in the fantasy playoffs starting next week, I know we'll talk a little bit about some of the teams you can look at for pickups in that next week, but just go ahead and add this guy. He'll give you solid goaltending. Um, yeah, we told you about him last week. If you picked him up, you would have been rewarded with a shutout uh, in Friday's game. So yeah, j just go ahead and add him when you can. And uh, yeah, that's my goalie pickup for the week. For sure. I've got one goalie as well. Um, Jake Allen for the Montreal Canadiens. Um, he has six wins for the season. Um, his goal against average is 2.53. His save percent is 91.2%, so very nice. Um, he gets a lot of minutes now because Carey Price is out, so you're going to see a lot more starts from Jake Allen until Carey Price comes back. And we don't know when he's coming back, so uh, for the time being, if you need a, goal a goalie, I think Jake Allen is probably one of the better goalies that you can get, especially in a shallow league. And I guess uh, that's it for pickups. So I guess we can uh, look at some trades. Uh, we can start with uh, Jordy Ben. Um, I guess the Vancouver Canucks did trade Jordy Ben to the Winnipeg Jets and uh, Vancouver was able to get a sixth round uh, draft pick. So what do you think about this trade? Yeah, it's just the Jets adding some depth at defense. Um, yeah, um, I mean, the f when you go into the playoffs, you never know whether someone's going to just go on the COVID list or just get injured randomly. So you always want to have extra defensemen. So he's more of a security blanket for them. So I think it was a pretty good trade. Yeah, especially this season, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, teams are just loading up, especially teams that are expecting to go on long playoff runs. They're just loading up on on players uh, that they can, uh, I guess, just hold on to and put on their taxi squad. I guess speaking of loading up, the Maple Leafs were able to uh, get Ben Hutton from Anaheim, and uh, Anaheim was able to get a fifth-round draft pick in return, a 2022 fifth-round draft pick. So what do you think about this? 
Um, yeah, similar situation to Winnipeg, just getting extra defensemen to put on the taxi squad in case of an injury. For sure. And I guess for our next trade, we have uh, Michael Raffle. Uh, Michael Raffle was traded to Washington from Philadelphia in exchange for a fifth round draft pick for in 2021. So what are your thoughts? Um, we'll talk about Montreal's or not Montreal, uh, Washington's second trade after, but this is sort of to replace uh, Richard Panic there on like the third or fourth line. He was included in that deal that went to Detroit. So um, this deal happened after that. So they acquired Michael Raffle, I guess, just, just to fill out their bottom six forwards. Uh, and if he doesn't play in the lineup, he'll definitely be on the taxi squad. But yeah, pretty solid pickup for them. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, next we can talk about Eric Goodbranson. Um, this Ottawa Senators traded him to the Nashville Predators and uh, Ottawa got uh, Brandon Fortunato in exchange. And they got a seventh round draft pick in 2023. So uh, what are your thoughts? Um, like I said, teams are just loading up uh, their defensemen, whether it, uh, in their uh, bottom pair or on their taxi squad. So that was pretty much what Nashville did as they're looking to make the playoffs. And Ottawa got a prospect and they got a draft pick in it. So I think both teams got a pretty decent trade out of it. Yeah, for sure. I guess loading up on defensemen is going to be a common theme for this trade deadline. Yeah, just taking a look at the next trade. Uh, Montreal got defenseman Eric Gustafson from Philadelphia in exchange for a seventh-round draft pick. So there you go. There's another team doing it. Um, the, I can pretty much just say the same thing about that trade too. Yeah, for sure. And I guess um, this one is going to be a little bit of a break from that. Um, Florida was able to get Sam Bennett from the Calgary Flames. And they were able to get a 2022 sixth round draft pick. And uh, this was an exchange uh, for Emil Heinemann and 20, a 2022 second round draft pick. So uh, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, Sam Bennett just plays that really tough playoff style of hockey. Calgary's looking like they're, they might not make the playoffs. And Florida's looking like a pretty strong playoff team. They're just adding some toughness in their bottom six forwards by getting a player like Sam Bennett. So um, I think a change of scenery for Bennett will really work out for him as he didn't really fit that well in Calgary. I think Florida should have a good role for him. So yeah, good trade for both teams. And I guess Calgary is just kind of looking to retool a little bit. Um, yeah, possibly. I think that they might be looking to do that. All right. Sounds good. And I guess we can uh, move on to, let's see. I guess Anthony Mantha, uh, he was traded to uh, Washington from the Detroit Red Wings in exchange for uh, Jakob Vrana and Richard Panic. A 2021 first round pick and a 2022 second round draft pick. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I feel like Washington overpaid a little bit, but it, they were trying to clear cap space. And the price to clear cap space is very high in the league. Uh, Red Wings general manager Steve Eiserman uh, knew this, and which is why he pretty much fleeced Washington in this trade. I know Anthony Mantha has looked good for Washington, but um, Jakob Vrana and Richard Panic should have been enough to make that trade go through. But instead, he gets a first-round pick and a second-round pick out of it. Um, yeah, clearly Detroit won this trade. Washington does get the better player in my mind, but... Um, I think that uh, it was more of just like a salary dump type thing, which is why Detroit got the better end of the deal. But yeah, 
Um, I mentioned they got Michael Raffle, that sort of to replace Richard Panic, and then Anthony Matt that will sort of take the place of uh, Jakob Vrana in the Capitals lineup. Yeah, and I guess for um, Detroit, this is kind of like an instant boost to their team. Yeah, instant boost as you get Vrana and Panic into the lineup. Then you got the two draft picks. So, I mean, the, they got a boost in their lineup and in on their draft table. So it's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to uh, Matthias Janmark. Um, he was traded to the Vegas Golden Knights. And uh, I guess the Golden Knights also got Nick uh, DeSimone and a fifth round from uh, Chicago and San Jose in exchange for a second round 2021 draft pick and a third round 2022 draft pick. And San Jose got a fifth round 2022 draft pick. So three-way trade on what do you think about this yeah this is interesting so let me just go through this again so vegas gets matthias yanmark nick de simone and a fifth round pick so that all goes to vegas out of this deal chicago gets um a second round pick and a third round pick and then san jose gets a fifth round pick um i believe san jose uh, if i'm not mistaken they just uh retain some of the money uh from yanmark's contract that or one of the players or picks went to Vegas. So it was something like that. Um, it seems a little confusing at the start, but yeah, Vegas definitely got the best player. Yanmark is a great player. You can play center, you can play the wing uh, in the bottom six. So it, it's just more depth for Vegas as they're looking to go on a long playoff run. So I think they definitely got the best of the trade, but Chicago didn't do too bad with those two draft picks. Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on to Carl Soderberg, um, he was traded to the Colorado Avalanche from Chicago in exchange for uh, Josh Dickinson and the rights to Ryder Rolston. So I guess Colorado's going to have even more offense now. I mean, they're familiar with a guy like Soderberg. He played for them for a number of years. Um, and they added him as potentially their third line center behind Nazem Kadri. So definitely a solid pickup for them. Yeah. Like you said, more offense, also more of a two-way game that he plays as well. For sure. I guess Colorado is going to be the team to beat this year. Yeah. They just keep getting better and better. Let's see what happens. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to Adam Gaudet. Um, He was traded to Chicago from Vancouver in exchange for Matthew Highmore. So what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, it was pretty much, um, I guess, just a trade for Vancouver to just sort of move on from Adam Gaudet. Um, things just didn't really work out for him this year uh, in Vancouver. So um, I think the trade should help each team both ways. For sure. And I guess we can move on to Taylor Hall and uh, Curtis Lazar. They were traded to Boston from Buffalo in exchange for Anders Bjork. Um, yeah, that's why I was kind of confused. I thought he was still on Boston, but not anymore. Um, Buffalo also got a second round 2021 draft pick. So what are your thoughts? Clearly this trade's working out for both teams. All three players are scoring for their respective teams. And then Buffalo gets a draft pick out of it. Probably Boston did get the better deal because they did get the best player in Taylor Hall. Um, but we'll see if Taylor Hall does decide to resign with them as he's only on a one-year contract. But yeah, I like that trade, both teams. Yeah, I guess for Boston, this is kind of like a win now kind of trade, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, they're just probably taking their last stab at trying to make a run 
uh, with this core. I know Bergeron, their captain's getting kind of old. Same with their goalie, Tuka Rask. So they're probably just taking one less last stab at trying to make a run for the cup this year. Yeah, for sure. And I guess speaking of run for the cup, um, Pittsburgh was able to get Jeff Carter from the LA Kings and uh, the LA Kings were able to get some conditional draft picks, I guess a 2022 and a 2023 draft pick. So um, what are your thoughts on that? I believe Pittsburgh took the full salary of the contract and those conditional picks are only on the condition that Pittsburgh goes to the Stanley cup finals, if I'm not mistaken. So it does turn out to be a pretty good trade for Pittsburgh, assuming that they can take the full cap hit of Carter's uh, contract. But um, yeah, Jeff Carter, he's pretty much slides in as like the third line center or winger for them. And he has a lot of playoff experience. Of course he won two cups with LA um in both 2012 and 2014 so he has the experience and he definitely has the game that pittsburgh's looking for going into the playoffs yeah i guess this is kind of um it should should be a pretty good deal for la especially considering i mean pittsburgh isn't going to try to um not make the stanley cup finals so i guess we'll have to see about that yeah, I mean, the Kings dumped a large contract and they might even get conditional picks out of it. So that's pretty much a win-win situation in my book if it happens. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to um, Mike Riley, another defenseman that was traded to Boston from Ottawa in exchange for a third-round 2022 draft pick. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, Matt Grizzlick's been injured for Boston and Mike Riley just fit in right away. Uh, we mentioned him in our pickups because he's just been so solid since getting to Boston. Um, a third round pick is not much for the way Mike Riley has been playing this year. So I think Boston made a good trade. And I mean, Ottawa getting a draft pick out of it, they're still in rebuild mode. So as many draft picks as they can get, it's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. They just have to play the long game right now. Oh yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to David Riddick, who was traded to the Toronto Maple Leafs from Calgary in exchange for a third round 2022 draft pick. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I know the Leafs have been struggling with Freddie Anderson being injured. They're starting goalie. Uh, Jack Campbell's need so, needed some support for a backup, and Michael Hutchinson hasn't really been giving it to him. So with the Leafs getting goalie David Riddick, uh, their third goalie spot just seems to be solidified. So, I mean, it only took a third round pick to do it, and Toronto's pretty much in win now mode. So I think they made a good trade. Yeah, I think this is like the biggest bang for buck trade they could have made. Yeah, definitely. And I guess we can move on to another Toronto trade. Um, Nick Foligno was traded to Toronto from Columbus. And I guess and a forward was traded to Toronto from San Jose. Three-way three -way trade, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was a three-way trade in exchange for a first-round 2021 draft pick, a fourth round 2022 draft pick, both going to Columbus and a fourth round 2021 draft pick going to San Jose. So I guess Toronto really is in win now mode now. Yeah, they traded a bunch of draft picks. The first rounder going to Columbus is definitely the one for Felino. I mentioned him in the pickups, even though he hasn't played yet. The moment he gets off the COVID protocol, he should be very productive for Toronto. Um, yeah. I mean, he mentioned his dad used to play for the Leafs. Um, so definitely he's fully invested in this team. And yeah, like we mentioned, Toronto sort of in win now mode. Uh, they're just talking up forwards, defensemen and goalies for the playoffs. Yeah, I guess it'd be pretty wild being able to play for the Leafs and you've been 
wanting to play for them your whole life. Oh yeah, for sure. They interviewed Felino. He said he's definitely happy to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. Sounds good. And I guess we can move on to uh, David Savard. Um, another defenseman being traded to Tampa Bay from Columbus. Another three-team trade um, with the Detroit Red Wings. Um, I guess this is in exchange for the Lightning's first-round pick in 2021 and a third-round pick in 2022. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Detroit gets a third-round pick just for retaining some of David Savard's salary. I mean, dude, GM Steve Eiserman is making crazy moves at the deadline. He's just like to other GMs, I'll retain some of the salary off of your players if you give me a draft pick. And he's just milking other teams. He's going to have a lot of picks on the draft table this year and next year because this one's for 2022. Wow, it looks like uh, Tampa Bay is going to be able to continue their dominance for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, David Savard's a great pickup for him. And then, um, I mean, Columbus has been getting multiple first-round picks, so they're pretty solid going forward as well. And then we mentioned how good Detroit's doing with getting their draft picks. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to uh, Brandon Montour. And uh, he was traded to Florida from Buffalo in exchange for a third-round 2021 draft pick. So what do you think about this trade? Yeah, he's pretty much just filling in for them on defense until Aaron Eckblad comes back. Um, they had been shorter, sort of short on the blue line, and I guess just heading into the playoffs, if Eckblad's not there, um, Montour's just another guy that can sort of fill in. So I think it's a pretty decent trade. For sure. And I guess uh, we'll move on to our the last trade that we're going to talk about for this week. Um, Devin Dubnik was traded to Colorado from San Jose in exchange for I, Greg Paterin and a fifth round 2021 draft pick. So what do you think about that trade? Um, it's just Colorado getting deeper at the goaltending position. Uh, we know what happened last year when they had to rely on Michael Hutchinson in the playoffs because their tar- starting two goalies were injured. And of course they lost that series to Dallas. So they don't want that to happen again. So just having extra goalies in the system that are decently solid, like Dubnik is, I know he's a bit on the older side, but he's still been pretty solid. So I think that was a good move for Colorado. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, we can move on to, I guess, some general talk. Uh, We'll talk about the standings in the league. And since we were talking about Colorado, we'll start with the West. And um, what do you think about the West so far? Yeah, looking at the West division, I know Colorado has been put into the COVID protocol, but they're still uh, the best team in this division. Vegas, they're uh, in second, four points behind them. Then you got Minnesota. In third, uh, St. Louis have fourth, who has been playing better. Arizona, they're in fifth. They've lost five in a row. They dropped from that fourth spot. Then you got the three California teams, San Jose, LA, and Anaheim below them, who most likely won't make the playoffs. But yeah, um, that's sort of how the West Division is looking. Yeah, there's like a pretty big drop-off between Minnesota and the rest of the teams. Yeah, I mean, St. Louis, they've been battling injuries. I think they can turn it around and sort of stabilize that fourth spot, but we'll have to see. Yeah. Do you think Arizona has a chance of overtaking them? I know Arizona's dealt with a lot of injuries. Their two starting goalies have been hurt, so it's really hurt them. Um, They've been playing with their third goalie, Aiden Hill, and I mean, losing five in a row is not impressive at all, especially when you're trying to make the playoffs, so we'll have to see. Yeah. And I guess Colorado, um, they're... They've been very impressive this season. They're not just first in the West, but I think they have the most amount of points in the league so far. 
yeah, hopefully them going to the COVID protocol won't slow them down. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to the central division. Um, it's a pretty tight battle so far. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, Carolina and Tampa Bay tied for first with 60 points. Florida with 59, so one point behind them. And then Nashville with 49 all the way, 10 points behind Florida for that fourth spot. But Nashville, they've been playing well. They've won seven out of their last 10. They've really secured that fourth spot in my mind. Yeah, for sure. I guess for the teams under them, I, I'm guessing Dallas has the highest chance because their differential is, I guess, higher than the rest of the bottom teams in the Central Division. But do you think they would have a chance? Yeah, I mean, they have three games more than Nashville in hand. So um, they definitely have a good chance to catch up. Because, I mean, if you have three extra games to play, those are points you can gain right there and teams like Chicago and Columbus and Detroit don't have that advantage for sure and I guess we can move on to the east division um I guess Boston has really improved themselves and Philadelphia has been a little disappointing but what are your thoughts yeah Boston's won three in a row they've gotten closer to the three teams above them Washington with 60 points Islanders with 58 and Pittsburgh with 57 Boston's now at 54 they're playing really well. They're distancing themselves from the Rangers, who are at 48, and Philadelphia, who are at 46. And then we know New Jersey and Buffalo are pretty much out of it. So, yeah, that's sort of where the East is sitting right now. Yeah. I'm guessing this is pretty much um, what the playoffs are going to look like in the East. Yeah, uh, there might be a different order in terms of the teams, but those top four should make the playoffs. For sure. And I guess we can move on to the North Division. Um I guess, what are your thoughts on the North so far? I mean, Toronto's been in first pretty much all year. They're still in first three points ahead of the Jets. Uh, they're five points ahead of the Oilers, who are also five points ahead of Montreal. Uh, Montreal beat Calgary on Friday night. So they moved to six points ahead of Calgary, um, who set, who, who, sorry, are also six points ahead of Vancouver. And then uh, Ottawa sits there in seventh. But yeah, Vancouver just coming out of the COVID protocol. They're going to definitely look to move up, whether they can catch Montreal or not. It might be kind of late for that. But, um, yeah, I think the top four teams, Toronto, Winnipeg, and Edmonton, Toronto, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Montreal, sorry, should make the playoffs. I guess for Vancouver and Ottawa, this is spoiler time. Um, I guess this is the time, I guess, to make some teams look foolish. Maybe they want to knock out Calgary. Maybe they want to knock out Montreal. This is pretty much the perfect time for them to do that. Well, I mean, if Vancouver does go on a run when they come back, it'll definitely put a lot of pressure on Montreal, that's for sure. Yeah. And I guess uh, this is pretty much it for the look of the standing. So I guess we can move on to some previews. Uh, I guess we can start with uh, New Jersey versus the New York Rangers. The Rangers got a shutout against the New Jersey Devils. So um, maybe they might not get an another shutout, but do you think we can see another dominant game? It's really tough to say the Rangers have just been playing so well. I probably have to side with them, even though I could see New Jersey possibly pulling this out. I still really like the way the Rangers have been playing lately. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to the Washington Capitals versus the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, Capitals had a dominant performance against the Flyers in their last matchup. But um, do you think Philadelphia has a chance? Um, 
I think they do have a chance. I don't know how much of a chance. Washington did lose their last game to Buffalo, so they might be a little upset about that. So I think Washington might just come in and blow the doors off this game. It is possible, but we'll have to see. But yeah, I think I might side with Washington just because of that, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I guess uh, for Philadelphia, do you think their face-off percentage might get them, I guess, in the running? Um, it is possible. Um, they are at home also. And um, I I mean, I think it might be kind of late for Philadelphia to make the playoffs. So I guess it's just them playing more spoiler more than anything but um yeah i guess we'll just have to see uh, how it shakes out yeah for sure and i guess moving on to pittsburgh versus buffalo i mean buffalo has uh been pretty surprisingly good but um penguins did beat uh buffalo four zeros it was basically a shutout so uh we could probably expect pittsburgh to dominate in this game as well yeah i'm sort of leaning with Pittsburgh. I know Buffalo has been playing pretty well, but I think Pittsburgh's still the better team here. Sure. And I guess moving on to the Ottawa Senators versus the Montreal Canadiens. Um, this is a must win for Montreal, but Ottawa has beaten Montreal before 6-3. Um, their face-off percentage is similar. Their power play percentage is a little bit similar, but Montreal has an advantage. Uh, Montreal has a small advantage in penalty kill. So I guess, what are your thoughts on these two teams? Um, With uh, Montreal playing Friday night, it would be a back-to-back for them. Uh, So I might see the appeal on taking the Ottawa Senators in this game. Um, I guess just having to look at the starting goalies beforehand would help. If Jake Allen is not in net for the Montreal Canadiens, I might look at taking some value on the Ottawa Senators. So we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on to the St. Louis Blues versus Arizona. Um, Again, this is a must-win game for both teams. Um, In their last matchup, the Coyotes were able to uh, clutch out a win with exactly one goal. So uh, do you think that this is going to be another down-to-the-wire game? I think it will be, but give me St. Louis here. I think they've been playing better lately. They should get the win here. For sure. And I guess moving on to Edmonton versus the Winnipeg Jets. Um, I guess this is going to be another, I guess, high-level matchup. But who do you think would take this? Well, this is pretty tough. Um, I know the Oilers have had quite a bit of rest lately. Um, yeah, it, it, this one's tough for me to take. I might have to look at the goaltending matchup. Uh, I might take the Oilers with the fresh legs, if I'm being honest. They... They've had a, quite a bit of rest this week. McDavid, Drysaddle, and the boys, they're going to be fresh. So, yeah, I see some value there with the Oilers. But, yeah, just before game time, we'll have to see. Yeah, I guess this is kind of like a toss-up matchup going into it. But I guess as it gets closer, we'll be able to see a clear picture. Yeah, I think so. And I guess moving on to the Nashville Predators versus the Carolina Hurricanes. Um Nashville, they're going to be looking for revenge against Carolina as uh, Carolina did beat Nashville 4-1. Do you think Nashville could do that? I think this might be a bounce-back game for Nashville. Actually, um, Carolina took advantage of them last game. Um, I could definitely see bounce-back appeal for Nashville just because of how well they've been playing. I don't think they'll drop back-to-back games, but I guess, yeah, we'll have to see. For sure. And I guess uh, we can move on to the Battle of Florida. 
the Panthers versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, the Lightning uh, barely won by one goal. So do you think Florida could take this game? I think Florida does have a chance of taking this game. Like I said, um, I'll have to check the goalies beforehand. That's the way a lot of the matchups work. Um, but yeah, I definitely see bounce back appeal here for Florida as well. For sure. And I guess we can move on to Chicago versus Detroit. Um, Detroit had a surprising upset, but uh, do you think Chicago can bounce back from this? They should. Uh, for my money, I think they should. Uh, whether I think they will. Detroit has been playing well at home, so I wouldn't sleep on them. But yeah, I think Chicago does bounce back here, but we'll have to see. Sounds good. And I guess we can move on to San Jose versus Minnesota. Um, the Wild were able to beat the Sharks by one goal. So do you think they'll be able to have another win? Um, I know that this is sort of be a back-to-back. Um, I believe Martin Jones played in Friday's game. So maybe they, if they go with him on back-to-back nights, I think the Sharks might have a chance. If they play another goalie, I don't know because of how good Minnesota is. Like I said, it'll just have to check out the goalies, but I think there's definitely some bounce back appeal for the Sharks here. For sure. And I guess we can move on to our last preview, um, Dallas Stars versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, The Dallas Stars beat Columbus by three goals, but do you think Columbus can bounce back? I still like Dallas here. Columbus has been struggling lately. I don't see them uh, doing well. I just see Dallas turning things around. Uh, they beat Columbus last game, and they should do the same thing again. For sure. And so I guess that's it for our previews for Saturday. So I guess we can move on to the hockey pool. And I guess, how's everyone doing? Yeah, I'm, I haven't been able to catch up to our injury expert, uh, Victoria. She is still in first place. I'm still in second place, followed by the rest of you guys, both fans of the podcast and people that uh, work for the podcast. So, um, yeah, it's been a pretty interesting season. I've been waiting for my injured guys from the Canucks to come back. They still haven't come back. Plus, Colorado's gone into COVID protocol, so there goes more of my players. So, I think this might be a write-off. We'll probably have our injury expert, Victoria, on this show for an interview. Um, we're looking close to the Stanley Cup playoffs, so we can sort of get a prediction from her on maybe a bracket or something. But, yeah, that's sort of the way it's looking. Yeah, I guess we could say Victoria is looking pretty victorious right now. Yeah, most definitely. Unless I can get my guys back and they play their games, it's going to be really tough. Yeah. And I guess that about concludes um, everything that we have uh, this week for everything NHL. Um, Next week, we're going to be going over some uh, pickups for the fantasy playoffs. So we're going to go over uh, which teams are the best to pick up players from. Um, So if you're looking forward to that, um, make sure that you follow us on Spotify. Make sure that you follow us on Apple Music and Google Podcasts. If you're more of a YouTube person, you can definitely subscribe to us and hit the bell and you'll get notifications from us every week. And um, this is pretty much it for everything NHL. So I guess catch us next week.